All right, everybody. We got a great show coming up today. We have Chrissy Stewart in here, C2C Tour, and we're going to talk about Drive. Studio Seller. What's up, everybody? Sorry, we've been kind of slacking Slack. with the whole uh, Studio Seller. Slack or lacking. I know. But, you know, everybody has. Uh, issues that they run into well like, appropriately enough oh my god <laughs> <laughs> anyways we have chrissy stewart here hi chrissy how are you good how are you you just biked across the whole damn country yeah isn't that weird <laughs> it's that's yeah i can't even bike from here to the train station yeah. that's a half a mile up the road <laughs> yeah we've got a hard time going like three miles yeah it's tough oh yeah you just got bikes didn't you yeah you, i did you and Brit? Yeah, You've been just got, doing a lot of biking? Uh, I've been trying to do a lot of biking. Uh, we live in an apartment, though, where to put them, really, so they're just <laughs> sitting in the living room, uh, and then I kind of ride them when I can. Oh, you can barely notice them. Thanks. Yeah. So, you biked across the country. Why did you bike across the country? Everybody wants to know. Oh, man. Um, the idea came from wanting to take a moped at first and then I met a guy that was going to be walking so I guess we kind of compromised the ideas and we weren't even really cyclists we just yeah. <laughs> just were like okay we have this amount of time that we were gonna have okayed from our work to mm -hmm. be excused and we said we could do it in a, on a bicycle so yeah, see, moped we were given been... thirty six days and did it in forty. That's still pretty say, good. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I would have died about mm, half an hour into the trip. <laughs> did you have to do any like so? What was like the training and condition? Did you do any of that stuff to like be able to have the stamina? I wish I did. Oh. Um, <laughs> my job thought they were doing me a huge favor by like working me six to seven days a week so I could save up money, but that also did not give any time to train at all. So mm -hmm. I probably did about 13 miles before I actually, one time, <laughs> <laughs> 13 miles one time before I flew over to San Francisco and started the trip. But people that I talked to about doing that bicycle tour, they're like, just don't it's training is like overrated. Like, really, you can train <laughs> while you're on the road. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> I guess you don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you do decide that route, the first week is going to be pretty awful, but it's doable. So now, was it? Were the first couple of days really hard? Yes, the second day I was like in tears. It hurt oh, so bad. Wow. Yeah, and my ass felt like it had broken bones. That's not an exaggerated <laughs> statement whatsoever. <laughs> it just felt awful. Now, do you get over that eventually, the broken bone ass feeling? Does that go away? Cause, uh, yeah, and then it comes back. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Not looking forward to that. So what was the, this, uh, I mean, obviously you weren't biking nonstop every day. What was the, what, what kind of interval, interval were you doing? Uh, what do you mean? Because we biked, we biked every day. We had to. Do I mean, like how many hours a day? It's sunrise to sunset with maybe like two, two hour breaks. Wow. Yeah, we you're, did about. You're out of control. We did yeah. about eighty miles a, a day. day. 
<laughs> I think I think Tom just got very upset. No, I'm like still tired from you telling me that story. That's crazy. That sounds like so long in a day. 80 miles? So what is that? So what does C2C mean? I know I said it in the beginning and we didn't actually quite explain what that was. So yeah. let's go back and then. All right. Um, I was doing it for cancer and the guy I was with was doing it for Crohn's. Oh. So he kind of was like, I'm going to do it for my friend with Crohn's. And I already wanted to just bike across the country. And I was like, well, that would be rad if I could do something in honor and in memory of my dad who passed away of cancer. So mm -hmm. then from there, it kind of built. I met my friend Megan, who uh, found out that I wanted to do this tour for cancer. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you should do it for young adults. And she was battling cancer, too, and just elaborated and really opened my eyes through the struggle of what young adults go through so she it kind of just built right from there and she introduced me to the fly foundation and everything like that mm -hmm. so and what the, is the, fly? the fly foundation i think i remember you tell me is it's sp specifically geared towards young adults right yeah and pays for whatever they need whether it's like their rent or college debt or anything like that but mainly medical bills mm -hmm. just to help them survive through it now, was the event you were a part of, um, now could any cyclist or just choose like who it was for or was there like a specified like group? Um, we created the C2C tour name. Oh, and all right. So it was just, just us. We tried to get sponsors and stuff, but everything was out of pocket, unfortunately. Oh, good. <laughs> but I, as a company, if... I mean, if I was a company looking at someone that was asking for sponsorships, it's kind of hard to have people put trust in you if you haven't already accomplished a bike tour. Yeah. So, and I didn't even know if I could accomplish it. So. Well, you did. <laughs> Understandably, yeah. a lot incredible. of people dropped out. So we ended up having to buy all of our stuff. But it worked out. It was good. So you, it was just you and one other person. Were there supposed to be other people cycling? or No. No. Did you eat? Did you meet Irving? Irving and I don't think so. He's a quiet guy. Was he's... he at the kickoff concert? Yeah, for like an hour. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't know. I met a lot of people that night. Yeah, I was, was busy twisting knobs. What is the kickoff <laughs> concert? What is that? Oh yes, the kickoff concert. So what was that? We I'll did let, a launch you, uh, party. Yeah. Jim was awesome and did sounds. We had some good bands, Jetty yeah. and Ravi Shavi, and then uh, just kind of had tons of people over at the port and dancing away, raised some money for us to eat and give over to the Fly Foundation and Crohn's Research. But Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. Nobody yelled at me for any feedback, screeches or anything, so it good was, job, it was all good. Good job. Because I've said on this show before, I don't really do live sound, so whenever I do it, I'm having an anxiety attack the whole time. So. Oh, you don't normally do sound? No. Oh, I, I, I mean, I do the studio in yeah, here, but I, I do live sound rarely. But I, I guess I did a good job. Yeah, so. you did a very good job. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Both of you guys took drinks at the same time. Was, that was when you were supposed to say something. Uh, but well, who would have answered? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we did the kickoff concert, and then uh, you flew out to San Francisco, and you biked all the way back to Providence. And there was wasn't there supposed to be like a big welcome home party, and you ended up coming in late. You know, it just kind of worked out um, terribly in the beginning and terribly at the very end. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but the middle was awesome, right? The middle was 
awesome. It's all about the journey anyway. And <laughs> yes. everyone says it's about the journey. Yeah. It totally is. No, um, the terrible part in the beginning was uh, we shipped out like our tent, our bikes, everything over to San Francisco through UPS and they lost four out of six of the boxes. <laughs> oh. And what did make it was just things that we didn't really need. So we didn't we started off without a tent and we acquired a tent in El Dorado, California where a really awesome guy just like gave us a tent. And nice. I went to REI and just bought a bike the night before when normally people try to get comfy on their bike before taking it away. And then he, the night before, went to Walmart and got a GMC bike, which is kind of like running across the country in flip-flops. But, I mean, even so, I can can imagine that this was probably a pretty amazing experience for you. I know I followed you on Facebook, and you kind of met different people throughout the country who kind of shared their stories with you. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, it kind of, I remember being in San Francisco having dinner with a friend, and I was just like, I have no idea what I'm really doing. And she's like, do not worry. Like, this whole trip will manifest itself. And I was in Nevada, and I walked into this diner, and I met this guy, Gary, and he was just sitting in a corner. And people normally always come up and talk to you what you're doing, and I didn't think he was going to be the one because he seemed like a really quiet dude yeah and I was just eating my breakfast and he started asking me where were we off to and I told him we're we're trying to get to Rhode Island which is still really ridiculous (laughs) I mean in Kansas or like maybe even Colorado people start believing you (laughs) in California Nevada people are still like Like, really really (laughs) but he was just so awesome and encouraging and he asked me why I was doing it and I elaborated on that and then it's really amazing how strangers open up to you immediately and he just shared about his daughter who has been battling cancer four different cancers every time she's battled and won and then like the next year she'll have a new cancer and it's just like he was a complete stranger sitting across from me in the middle of nowhere, tearing up. And it was one of the best feelings to be able to, like, shine a little hope on him and tell him that, like, today I'm going to be biking for your daughter. I'm, she's going to be on my mind the whole day. And mm-hmm. um, that just put a smile on his face. And it seemed like it really made him just so happy. So he was the first person I encountered. And then... It just kept reoccurring in every town that we passed through that I would have that intimacy in conversation with a stranger, and it was awesome. Now, did that help with the topic of the show, Drive? Drive, yes. To get you <laughs> It was most get certainly you back to drive. Providence? Yeah, I definitely don't think I could have done it unless I had that reason to go forward. Absolutely. Now, what what do you think... What was the high point of the trip? Like, what was your favorite part of the trip? In scenery? Or? Oh, anything. Oh, that's actually, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good point. There are probably many I mean, different favorite I'm parts. I'm sure you've seen parts of the country that nobody's ever seen because you're, 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 on, you know, you're on your bike, whereas most people are on an airplane, they're in a car going 75 miles an hour down the highway. I'm mm-hmm. sure you got a lot, little more detail of the country. 
Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, the desert in its solitude at the time was completely depressing because it's the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the trip, mm. and I just missed home. And it took a little bit to get used to just being with one person and um, having about 80 miles before you see a next gas station. Um, but now that I look back, the desert was unbelievably gorgeous, especially at night. Like, mm -hmm. I got out of my tent one night to use the bathroom, and I just looked up, and I, like, was yeah, almost in tears. Incredible. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, Colorado is definitely a high point in scenery and um, just encountering friends. And my friend Danielle surprised me when I got into Denver, and she took me to... I don't know if you saw that clip. She she like cut off all her hair for wigs for kids yeah. and stuff. And that she's like, you motivated me to do this. To like, she had hair like down to her hips, which oh, wow. was really a huge thing for a girl, you yeah, know. Definitely. And I'm like, man, if I like, I'm just biking. Like, I that's crazy that you <laughs> I inspired you to do that. And she's like, I wouldn't have done it unless you were like biking through. So that was an awesome surprise and. Something that drove me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. So, so does that help? It. Does that help drive you more? So <laughs> is inspiring people something that drives you? Like, yeah. Can you explain that a bit? Like how that lent to also. So you said you know you mentioned the conversation and everything and getting through the forty days. So just inspiring people along the way. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing how many people, like even just from home, that were reaching out, people that I haven't talked to in a while, people that I didn't know, you know, reaching out. And I didn't realize what I was doing for other people until they, like, told me. That's why it's so important to share to other people exactly what you like in them, you know, and it you will never understand how much it inspires them. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sometimes I tell Tom what I like about him, but most I, of the time it's what I hate about him. Is it the beard? I like the beard. You like it? It's, it's actually not a beard. It's a beard. beard. It looks just, it's a beard. It's a beard. You know, I haven't heard that term before. It's, it's I can't been, wait learn, to use it. You learn something you new learn every day. You learn it here on the Studio Cellar. <laughs> huh. All about the beard. Studio Cellar exclusive. Beard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that that that's like a really amazing story. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and ask because this is what I do what was the low point of the trip okay besides um, the fact that half of your shit didn't show up on the other side of the yeah. country oh, it was so bad it was like one box was destroyed in Kentucky um, one box went to Kenny Bungport, Maine, was signed by someone. They took it in, never reported it as, like, not their stuff. <laughs> They're just like, hey, look. I'm like, oh, that must have been, like, all of our expensive stuff. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But, yeah, that was a pretty low point. What about, um, um, what about weather-wise? Weather-wise, we had, like, the most beautiful weather. Um, the first rainstorm we had was leaving Denver, and it was it started pouring and but i felt it probably it probably felt pretty good though i'm imagining yeah the rain was amazing and yeah. i just wanted to keep biking but i knew that once you start leaving denver and start entering aurora colorado the trees start going away mm -hmm. you know you're starting to enter like kansas and stuff <laughs> like that mm, so corn. i'm like all right i really want to keep biking but there's definitely going to be no shelter if we keep going and then i look back and 
Irvin has a flat, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but it was really good that he got a flat there because there was a tree right to our right where he got a flat, and there was like, it started lightning and thunder, and there was these rubber tubes wrapped around this ginormous tree that we put our tent underneath and had complete shelter. It was pretty nice. amazing. <laughs> now, was it at all, was the whole trip pretty much camping out, or did you stay in any hotels or anything? Or We stayed in two hotels and then camped the rest of the way, and then California, we stayed on this awesome guy's couch, and that happened like four other times. Isn't there a um, like a service, quote unquote, for that? Like, isn't there like a community where you can go on and be like, hey, can, can I crash on your couch? Yeah, I think it's called couchsurfing.com. Is that couch what it is? Couchsurfing. Yeah. Um, That's another one, too. Warm showers is another one, too. But I wanted to like plan all that out before we left, but there was no time. But I just don't understand how we would have made the time spots because we never right. knew where we were going right, to be. Exactly. Yeah, so that's a good point. it was I mean, really easy to just bike until we were ready to crash and then, and then like camp behind like that's cool, an abandoned though. gas station or something. <laughs> I love camping. So. Yeah. Biking, not so much. No offense. <laughs> if I could do it, I would. <laughs> yeah, but I'm lazy. Be. So that's I'll sit hard. here in the basement and drink. I never realized how hard it was until I picked it back up as an adult because as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll bike all day and I'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> and then that's, I rode a bike two years ago and I, I couldn't walk for that, weeks. That's how I felt about swimming when I was like, yeah, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to go swim at the Y. I did like two laps in the pool and I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> I was like, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. I think we're just out of shape. Just yeah. really awfully <laughs> out of shape. I don't think. Yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> You guys look great to me. So. Oh, Thanks, thank Chrissy. you. You're so inspiring. You drive me so much. <laughs> Appreciate it. You just drove me to make me want to... No, I'm not going to go back to the gym. <laughs> um, no, so that's cool. Um, are there any specific spots where you camped that were like a really high point? Yeah, Colorado was awesome. Vail. Yeah. Is calling my name. I think I might have to move there eventually. Oh. But um, we were camping on the top of this mountain, and at night I heard like this rustling, and I always keep my bike behind my tent. And the coyote caught his leg in my spokes and fell on my head while I was sleeping in the <laughs> tent. And then I was terrified because at the time I thought it was a wolf. I didn't know wolves were not in Colorado. <laughs> so They're not? It's <laughs> like. Start punching Irvin's leg to, for him to wake up, and he wakes up and he's like, "What do I do?" I'm like, "There's nothing to do. I, I just know. didn't want you to be sleeping while I was terrified." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go in and get like. Then he was like, all around sniffing all of our food and stuff. I'm like, "This is awful." But so he like ate a lot of stuff and. <laughs> Oh my god! Went on his way, <laughs> but coyotes are cool. I realize yeah. they're not too scary. No, yeah, I probably would have been afraid too. Last time I went camping, there was probably like a squirrel or something in the woods <laughs> rustling around, and I immediately was like, "Get away!" <laughs> and then I jumped into the tent, and <laughs> hid there. Wow, for the for the time being. I've watched too many movies to truly enjoy that kind of thing. It's just, I'm like, oh, every, I'm just going to die right here, right now, and the world's going to see it. <laughs> it's terrible living like this. So, Tom, what drives you? 
What uh, drives you to do film? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I you can't. I can't really because you need it. to work to live. Yeah, yeah. Because I've invested my life in it. You know, not just my life. You know, other things. What got you into film first? I'm interviewing you now. Oh, is it your turn? Okay, <laughs> let's let's flip it around. <laughs> Uh, what I said uh, a while back was I remember just being really into watching Batman, the Batman movie when I was really young. Over and over. And over. <laughs> over and over. And then, I mean, that's a pretty typical kid thing to do, right? Watch something until it's just... Until the tape Incoherent, wears out. yeah. And then I just kept doing that my that's whole how, life. That's what I, I did never with the, uh, the Brave Little Toaster. I was actually just talking about this. Oh, was that night. one of your Brave throwbacks? Little Toaster. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Kitty stuff. Yeah. I'm watching Batman and an Army of Darkness. I watched Batman. Yeah, everyone watched Batman. Yeah. That's a good one. Carry on. But yeah, no, basically just, it's, I don't know, I, I it's just been there. I've always wanted to do it. I've always had to do it. That's that. I, I really can't bring it to like a certain, uh, no one could see my uh, fingers, but it was getting my. <laughs> he was putting them together. Yeah. As, this is what connects my life. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, these four fingers. So what, well, Jimmy, Jimmy, what drives you? Well, you know, I, um, I've been a musician for a long time and, you know, just being around that and kind of like listening to records and tapes and audio and wondering how to capture that, I guess. And that just yeah. kind of caught my curiosity. It's a deep fascination that it won't quit. It's, I, you know, people think I'm crazy because I'll sit there and listen to sine waves for an hour. You know, I don't know <laughs> if that's just because I have some kind of psychological problem. Yeah. That might be what it is. But no, that's <laughs> it's what got me into it, you know, just playing with microphones, playing with transducers is the scientific term. For microphone? Yeah. It's a transducer. Transducer. Transducers? Yes. All right. Um, and I had talked about how... I, I had access to the equipment when I was young, and I just kind of played around with it, and it always fascinated me. And I was always, I always had that drive to make what I was doing sound better and better. And to this day, I still try to make things sound uh, as good as I can. And I always know that when I'm finished, I'm like, I'm, I could have made that better. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's just that's what keeps pushing me along, I guess. Yeah, it's being, it's critiquing yourself really harshly. Like, I know I do. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm just like, that could be so much better. Yep. Next time it's going to be so much better. All like with the town stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. And you just, We always I, know we can do it better next time, especially every me, time. Because I fucked up the last one. But. Ah, yeah, you know, you did. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, you know, one one fail is, is, a, is a group fail. It so. wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like anybody would have noticed, but I know, and it upsets me. I mean... Yeah, we're not going to bang on about it right here, right now, in front of this nice lady. <laughs> but I just I... start crying. <laughs> did I fail? Because I didn't say drive in mine. Because you guys both were like, and the drive. Yeah, and I didn't we do really that. nailed yeah. the drive. Sorry, you Tom. Just I kind of fucked it up. Let it go. But I admire that people just figure out what they love and they just drive towards it for yeah. the rest of their life. And I feel you're like... so good at that. People... <laughs> People who do that are are, are like they gravitate towards each other too. Mm. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's you see someone who's like really passionate it, about yeah, something. and incredible, you know. And you see those people, and you're like, 
I want to like, be your friend. Yeah, it's like I want to I want to be with that. That's what I want. That's where I want to be. And then it's just it's where it's always been. Anytime anyone's got to drive, it's I'm driving there. Oh the fuck. <laughs> that was bad. I All tried. Right. I tried. Should we move on? Two. All right. This week's Picks of the Week are brought to you by Johnson's Meat Blankets. They're blankets that you take camping with you, and when you're done with them, you can eat them. Are you serious? I'm serious. But (laughs) make sure never to consume undercooked meat. All right. So does the meat come r- like raw? Yeah, Is it raw it's, meat it's, blankets. It's just steaks sewed together, and you sleep with it on you. And then in the morning, <laughs> what you, kind of steak? I don't know. Whatever. If you anyone want. could see I, my face right there, now, <laughs> there are different types of meat blankets. <laughs> Customizable meat blankets. The Is price it? range. I mean, you know, if you want just like it's true. I mean, you're you gonna know. get covered in prime rib. That's gonna cost you a pretty penny. Exactly. But it'll be a delicious dinner. Uh, that's good. Good. Good What's one. the cotton count on that? <laughs> yeah, is it, is it a blend? Is it a meat blend? No. no. All right, anyways. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Picks of the Week is when we go around the table and we talk about an album of the week and a film of the week. Um, let's start with me. Ah, good. I was hoping you'd do that. I'm glad you picked I, up my mental I, electricity. I kind of felt it. And I'm going to start with the album. Um, I talked about a few weeks ago I went and saw Robert Plant. Um, the band who opened were, was called Phosphorescent. Uh, their new album is called Muchacho. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Pretty good. That's, That's all, all you got. Say. All right. What kind of music it. is it's, it's, uh, it's not experimental. It's, it's rock, but it's kind of a little out there. I don't really know what to compare it to. Uh, but I liked it. That's so good. listen to it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will. They will. Everybody listens to me. <laughs> no, I just tell myself that so I can sleep at night. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. We All right, Tommy, go. All right. Uh, so my album pick of the week is going to be uh, Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001. Nice. Um, I actually hadn't listened to that like entire thing. I just heard like the singles off of it until we just recently picked it up for the house. And I, I really enjoyed it. I only got one pass through it. I still have a lot to learn about it, but I really enjoyed it. Awesome. That's my pick. Just as informative as Jimmy's. <laughs> um, my so, yeah, pick is um, Bombino. I saw him at Newport Folk Fest, and I've been listening to him all week. And he is from Northern Africa. His music is really awesome. It's can give you a good idea. The idea he's it's more rock, but it's definitely has like the tribal influence of it. But to give you more of a better idea what kind of music it is, it's uh, was produced by Dan from the Black Keys, so it oh, kind of yeah. has that rawness to it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that sound. Uh, d- real quick, wow, what were you listening to on your trip? Anything? Oh, yeah. Good question, um, Tom. Rage Against the Machine most of the time. Nice. Excellent. That, that'll drive you, <laughs> yeah, right? That's a definitely... A... It was Rage Against the Machine or Silence, and I, I really embraced the silence. I'm I'm, I'm on board with that. When I'm driving in the car, a lot of times I'll just have the window down and mm-hmm. silence. I've been doing yeah. the Game of Thrones audiobook still, so <laughs> that's been rolling in my car. I blast it. 
Like 30. <laughs> so everyone can hear it. Spoilers everywhere. Jimmy. Uh, we're moving on to movie now? I think, unless, I mean... Oh, well, actually, I want to say, well, you're talking about the, um, you know, the the kind of African uh, in- instrumentation and stuff. I, I don't know if I had mentioned, but when I saw Robert Plant, he kind of took a lot of Zeppelin songs and tripped them the fuck out. And he had um, this really good musician. He was a West West African gentleman come out and play all these different instruments over these Zeppelin songs. And it was awesome. That nice. is amazing. Yeah. It was, it was. Oh, that album's called Nomad, too. Very you guys cool. want to check it out. All right, Tom. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here for my movie. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Birdemic. Uh, what? Yeah. You're picking Birdemic. I'm going with Birdemic. Don't tell me that was the last movie you watched. I think it was. <laughs> but you had talked so much about Birdemic in season one, and we just had to watch it. And I have to say, it might have been the most disappointing movie I've ever seen in my life. So you, you were the <laughs> one who had the expectations about it. I did. I was like, all right. But the thing about the... I think you even fast-forwarded through most of it. Um, yeah, parts of it are definitely fast-forwardable. There were really no... Ev- <laughs> there were no birds in the movie. There were, No, there were birds. Yeah, th- for about 15 the minutes. End, exactly. And they exploded, and they dive-bombed, and they attacked. I haven't e- seen it. Okay. Oh, spoilers again. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're, I didn't you mean to You're not, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Actually, I do want to talk about... What do you think about the movie Jobs that's coming out? About Steve Jobs. I feel like it's like a cookie cutter one of those movies, and they're like, "Let's make someone some money on the." But I kind of want to see it. I agreed. I kind of want to see it because I liked Pirates of Silicon Valley, and I don't know if that's just because I'm a big nerd. No, that was a good movie. It was genuinely good. I love that movie. Is that all? That's it. (laughs) Did you talk about Jobs so you could talk about Pirates of Silicon Valley? Yep. Okay. I don't dig the the Ashton Kutcher's. I don't know. It just it's, I'm not sold. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. Are just you? like Ashton just Kutcher's like I'm gonna, in it. Yeah, Isn't he he's Jobs? gonna play Steve Jobs. Oh no way! Yeah. I, he's the I job. Know. He's the job. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. Oh, Birdemic was your pick. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so my I'm, I had a three and one there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> good one. Um, I'm going to select not a movie but a television show uh, because I just started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> did you? I did. Started watching it. Curve Girlfriend up. wants me to get into it. How's that going? Pretty well. Pretty well so far. Well, but... Sarah Michelle Gellar is a babe. Yeah, totally. And uh, been into her for a long time now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it's actually it's really good. Like you can see the potential in it. Like, moving forward, because I've seen later episodes that I was like, well, that was a pretty good show. That was pretty good. And then you watch the first season, and it's kind of really rough. It's like it's like Saturday afternoon fantasy sci-fi. Does that make sense? Like, Charmed meets X-Files. I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me to sue Buffy. <laughs> no? Are you, are you a Buffy hater? <laughs> not a hater, just very uninterested. Buffy's uh, that's been okay. around for a long time. When did Buffy start? Uh, well, uh, you're talking early about early 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, like nine. 95 or 6, maybe? Yeah. 7? I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it here. Fact checked me, but then, then there was also check. the movie from like 1991 or something, 1990. 1997. 97. Oh, wait. There was multiple. Wait, oh. this is... Uh, so the TV show was 1997, but... This there was a, a 1992 movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's oh, got I, Paul I, Rubens in it, and 
Donald Sutherland. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Luke, Luke Perry, is it? Yep. Yep. That's a good one. That's a, that's a fun movie. That's, that's why I was kind of weary about Buffy because I was like, it's not the same thing. It's just completely different. But then it ended up being okay. Yeah, I knew it's nothing okay. about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sorry to disappoint. Nah, well, Next. you know. I lose. All right, I'm going to go with the last movie I saw, which was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, my gosh. I've never either. <laughs> All I can think of is Ace Ventura 2 when I hear Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when he's driving through the jungle. Is there a way the we could get that and watch it tonight? Because you guys need to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Well, what's, it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Bang? what's it even about? It's about a flying car. That's Dick it? Van Dyke, really old film. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know of its existence. I know nothing about it. Puts you right back in childhood. Really? Well, now it will be for you guys adulthood because you didn't watch it. When you <laughs> so when kids. I watch it 20 years from now, I'll feel like I'm 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. That's this what we're going to have to feel watch. Like 20 <laughs> so, yes, tell us a little bit about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, there are these two kids that are in love with this car that is about to be sold. And then Dick Van Dyke comes in, wins the day, buys the car that doesn't work. And then it has magical powers. That's all I'm going to give you right oh, now. Oh, see, you're good without the spoilers, too, because I'm throwing those things spoil around. It for you. Now, is the car called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a theme song to go with it, too. I know. I think Ace Ventura sings it in Ace Ventura, too. I could Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love Why not? you. Oh, no. I and no? <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang loves us too. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're all prepared to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm pretty excited. Well, what did that movie mean to you, like, growing up? So that's a movie you used to watch as a kid, right? I watched it once when I was, like, six, but then I saw it in Indiana when we had, like, a day off. And it was awesome. I was watching it with this guy who's like 40, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry right now. This is like my childhood. And <laughs> he liked it a lot more than me. <laughs> so you were biking, and you found this guy, and you just watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> There's a lot of interesting <laughs> things of people that I've encountered like that come out of nowhere to, and just are like awesome and just want to wine and dine you. That yeah. sounded bad. Want to make you dinner and like... <laughs> And give you wine. (laughs) Say, it seems like a lot of people are uh, approaching you with like teary eyes. You know, like you're there for those those moments for those people. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, do you think you'll ever bike across the country again? Once I completely forget about how awful some (laughs) of those days were, (laughs) then I'll start romanticizing about it. But no, next year I want to do like. Iceland or, or like a very small country. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. But maybe two years I would like to do Canada. Well, let me know if you ever want to bike across Attleboro because uh, I might be down for that, but I'm not going any further than that. I have my bike outside. We can do it. Too. I know. You biked over here. <laughs> how far was the, how long was it to get here? What was that trek like? Um, oh, I just biked from the train station. Oh, oh okay. So. Gotcha. Not bad. It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's all I'm doing these days. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you pulled up. I asked her. I was like, are you sick of riding your bike? Jeez. <laughs> all right. You've been listening to the Studio Seller. If you'd like more information, please navigate on over to www.thestudioseller.com or facebook.com slash thestudioseller. Thank you, Chrissy, so much for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Thank you um, for having me. Website-wise for the Fly Foundation or the C2T. Yeah, the go to flyfoundation.org. Okay. And C2C Tour USA. Very cool. Yes, thank you.
Tommy, you got mm-hmm. anything? Um, not to hand. No? Nothing to plug, really. You don't want to plug town? I can plug town, but uh, I mean, that's what I plugged last week and the week before that and the week before that. <laughs> plug something else. All right. I'll, uh, I'll plug town shorts. It's <laughs> um, on something else. Oh, my bad. I have nothing. To, I have nothing to plug. Um, uh, I'm gonna plug Johnson's Meat Blankets dot com. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have to go check that out. That yeah. might be uh, a value on your next trip because yeah. food and and cover. I, I wish I knew Definitely. about it beforehand. Exactly. Yep. All right. Anyways, I'm Jim. I'm Tom. I'm Chrissy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna leave me out there. <laughs> That's all him. Uh, Sometimes when you feel like you're following a crazy dream. You think you're just setting yourself up for failure and embarrassment, but what if you didn't try? What if you just forgot about it and stayed comfortable in your everyday life? And you might miss a beautiful chapter in your life. This tour, I felt like I was setting myself up for failure and embarrassment, like someone was dropping me in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and telling me to swim home, which is impossible. But there's a reason why you have ambitions in your heart, and your heart will suffer if you don't go after it.